What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Wi-Fi and all the girls are nude by Richard McGrunderer. Appearance often times can be deceiving, and things most certainly aren't always as they seem. Take the case of Faneuil Evergood, for instance. Nature of this old man was such that nobody ever called him Nate, not even his closest working companions in the company's bookkeeping department. As long as any of them had known Nathaniel Evergood, there had never been the slightest indication of any desire of his or of embassy or even friendship. Not once had he shared a drink or lunch or relaxed conversation with anybody, anyone. As far as he searched knew, to say no value was reversed, reserved is putting it mildly. It would be more accurate describing this little old man as dull, completely, absolutely dull. Appearance, his dress, his speech, in every way imaginable. But in addition to being quite dull, the very new Nathaniel Evergood was also as thoroughly evil of a seen old man as no one knew. Only the main re- one main reason no one had ever seen the inside of Nathaniel's rooms was the fear within him that his evilness and austerity might be discovered for Nathaniel Evergood might be called a connoisseur to the slightly distort the meaning of that word. Be called it a connoisseur of humanity from a bar, a secret, of course, an ebiter, a well-turned thigh, a rounded dimpled bottom, a tight waist and a high, firm bosom. Oh, no, Matthew, no, for good. Evergood was a connoisseur, right? An investigation he ventured, very rough but conservative guess, collected at least 50,000 pictures of girls, in the whole part of Rosarental, vertical, semi-nude or nude over the years. Upon entering his living room, if that were possible, first thing a casual server would have noted, with the point of saturation, replaced walls with this photographic content. There were photographs of blondes, of brunettes, redheads, pictures of thin girls, fat girls, girls with ample bosoms, girls lacking, girls holding telephones, good books. And ice cream cones, girls 16, girls 25, girls no longer girls. There were shots of glorious colour by the hundreds, original prints alike. It wasn't, but it wasn't among them. One single view of the Grand Canyon. Not even a solitary Indian astride a tired horse, looking purposely, but put out over the prairie. There was a red screen maiden, mind you, but she wasn't stating a horse. And she said it wasn't staring languidly out over any prairie either. Rather, she appeared to be testing the hot toe water to a tree-seeded brook somewhere. She was clad in a lone, strategically low-located feather. On the table, tea table, in the bookshelves, in the magazine rack, in all three's room, 
One might find other evidences, evil seen old men's preoccupation with vitamin kind, kind of woman preoccupied often didn't wasn't the kind that married the old man, man dad. Subscribed to every girly publication in the country and to several in France. You see, Nathaniel Goodforgood was not only a concern, he was also an avid collector. There were books and there were magazines, there was even a deck of playing cards, blacked, with the most astonished set of play pictures you ever saw. Everyone could sit down to a game old maid or snap with that deck of cards is inconceivable. Say least, but such an evil and seen old man as Nathaniel Elgood never likely played games with his cards. Anyway, he would prefer to just sit and look at them. Versailles, of course. He later said he probably spent almost half his really quite meagre earnings of the up-to-date editions of his essential collection, the game of magazines, playing cards and prints he received from various mail-order houses spent as advertisement for testament. In plain unmarked of envelope. But the other half of his collection, the photographs, made in a mounted mate and glossy alliance contract prints, if anyone ever good, came up with entirely different, somewhat verbal a manner that resulted from his ability as a fairly advanced amateur photographer. Over the years, the acquired three fine cameras, excellent larger, two contract printers, electric flash units, Interchangeable lenses, filters, sunshades, and lens caps, extension tubes, and tripods. In short, Nathaniel Phil Evergood was well equipped to take photographs of just about anything. He had equipment, he had the necessary technical knowledge, but in the facility, invariably passed out the occasional practical, archaeological, human interest, interpretive, abstract photographs. Even when the opportunities of truly fine shots were there, said he took roll after roll, pack after pack, and courage, cartridge after courage of girls. Nothing but girls. All sort of girls. Just girls. An investigation, Nathaniel suggested that the presence of a camera induced on the screen, generally in curious manner, was enough to cause the most frenzied of locking, zipping, even the most demure, Prince female ladies, Nathaniel said, Wallace, loved to learn their bodies recorded for posterity. Oh, he was certainly a very evil and hollyish obscene old man with the fashion of a good, if he ever saw one. Before Tet and Port, Wallace's overview old soul and seen little mind was contained, who could probably escape the casual server, lest he happen into a tiny cubbyhole in the back of the rooms occupied with Nathaniel. There was a sanctum, sanctum, sanctum. As the peak of his little thin little heart, but there Nathaniel Nevergood guarded jealousy. A secret utterly beyond belief. He fancied himself as something of an inventor. He was, too, of a sort. He died in a relentless pursuit of photographic subject matter. During years led, led him to situations demanding full knowledge, craft, and from a technical rather than an artistic point of view. Thus, his inventive mind, turn of mind, Given an able assistance to his understanding of the theory, optics, and chemistry of photography. And now he's just putting the finishing touches to the most important project of his entire life. Basing his plan of action on the simple optical theory of acidism, the final designed a lens, activism, he had learned results in the human eye, as well as a manufactured lens, so the formula in a fairly variety of Vertical target lines to reach a common focus. The lens was designed initially as static, static. 
Then focus to be brought on one group of target lines or another, but neither on both simultaneously. In front of the lens mounted, he added a front surface prism and a filter. Had got carefully grounded and tilted internally, tilted internally in precise colour complement of human skin flesh. He reasoned quite accurately. It turned out that the prism would rather give all the colours light around together and converge at the local focal plane. There's a pure white dust limiting all colour. But the same instead of complement filter replaced flesh last the flesh colour and the object fully focuses upon circuitly recorded on film. And in one swoop, the lens allowed Nathaniel to focus carefully on one group of target lines, in his case a female form underneath its covering, allowing ultimately throwing up opposing light group of lines out of focus, like a ring of the over the human felt body in case. Prisoners busy gathering together all colour and converting it into pure white light, while lastly complementary filter replaced the colour of flesh to the image and finally noted the photograph. See the possibilities, of course? Replacing long lens, one fine camera with his invention, Nefafenian Evergood, Evergood, was now equipped to take photograph in rich natural colour, the female form divine, unfettered by any or all clothing. Well, in this day in particular, Nefafenian Evergood stationed himself poised like a pointer, his window camera in hand, invention in place, waiting patiently for the first likely subject to appear, and shameful it must seem, Evil and obscene old man was quite noticeably drooling, right from one side of his pinched little mouth. He heard the pluck saucy click of his heels, payment of that formal thirty seconds, which he swung gracefully into his hypnomonic sight of line of sight. She was blondish, not too blonde. I understand, but just blonde enough. She was true blue blonde at heart. You know what I mean. Set her set at one dash two oh at second. Diaphragm F5.6, film, real, life, colour, rangefinder, superimposed, click, 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 four shots, four beautiful pictures, coloured too, for she's gone and down, on down the street. Could it be this evil seen man, sent from his window perch and scuttered back to his little cubbyhole. He dug in the room and loaded in a turpent sheet, film folder. And no attempt can be made to describe the gnawing patient and the fennel ever good felt. She slushed her sensitized emotions for the series of solutions for the precise time required for true colour and addition. As in every after ninety long minutes, he washed the sheets and funny held them up, alike for a worse wide eyed look. She was there, right? His swaying, his swaying blonde. She was there, all of her. Well, sir, after throwing his nose, eyes, his evil on mind and four lovely images of the girl. Even never good if any never good, rushed to the downtown camera shop and wrote out the large check for their entire supply, real life colour film. Then back on the street quickly many clicking, 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 every pretty woman, pretty girl came along. Every single one. Oh, he had a time for himself, but this evil did this evil seem old man. Next day was Sunday, happily for his designing brain. There was no work. After a full night in his cubby hole, developing sheet of a sheet of colour film. Then he went to the beach and, just now by, as you know by now, set his camera shut off, clicking like a miniature machine gun. Again, the result was spectacular. Put it mildly, the collection grew and grew and grew. Then he was good, was never wearier and never happier. What an evil seeing man he was.
Now, if anyone struck to his camera to his wonderful invention, this story might have never been written. But even on the scene as his was, he soon began to dream of new worlds to conquer. Simple as it had been to apply the principle of equitism to photography with such marvellous results, why not apply this simple principle to his eyeglasses? It would eliminate the annoying display taking pictures and developing and viewing them, to say nothing of the terrific expense involved. And usually when the writers say no sooner than done, it was often a gross exaggeration, but Nathaniel was quick about it, nevertheless. In short order, the problems of focus, image distortion, a brief free, a both radiations were ironed out. Nathaniel ventured once again out in the street to give his newest brainchild dry run to speak, so to speak. Glasses worked all right. They worked just fine. Nathaniel Evergood, leering ecstasy. Raced up and down the street, peering at his watery, overworked eyes this way, and then up and down the road again, and back again. For the next day or so, Nathaniel was busy at the bee, attending every Buddha contest and fashion show in ground town. He even found time for a quick run out to the girls' school. Third day following the initial tests, new sighting, seeing eyeglasses, Nathaniel suddenly served as an uncommon lot of nicely structured young ladies right in his own department at the office. On Platoonis, ever there was one. Nathaniel thought it must just might be fun to give the remarkable spectacles a chance to separate the women, the girls and the girls from the children. This he did, and Lowness work suffered. He spent a better part of the day classifying the office help in various categories and learning there was at least two ladies who fell in no classification whatsoever. It was the nicest day he had spent at the office in quite some time, he decided. Long after that, the strain was brought on by frequent changes from his normal, realizing the prism spectacles, prism set spectacles, came so intense he decided there was really no good reason why he shouldn't just wear them, the new ones, of course, all the time, better to preserve his vision and better to pursue his avocation. He did, so he did. The there laid a downfall, the family were ever good. You, now, if you see, the climax of the story comes a month later on, on a sunny, jolly day, the family made a decision to take a short stroll on the midday lady shoppers downtown. I understand that it, with these glasses of his, family had become too accustomed to seeing these fellow creatures, or natural as it were. It was on the verge of becoming almost commonplace, but even as seen as he was, he was still hardly diverting, diverting yet. Anyway, in this particular day, the had made his way to mow on a couple hundred feet from his front door when a heavy hand clutched his shoulder and a rough voice growled, Where have you been? Where do you think you're going, you scrawny old buzzard? You ought to know better. Fenwick good, never good, spun around, suddenly petrified. The uniform, of course, was visible. A man was not raving beauty. He said he was no mistake in the ugly groan, a shiny badge and an unforative tone of voice. I beg your pardon, Nathaniel spluttered indignantly. Just what is the meaning of this ridiculous outrage? I the Irish cop was even more indignant, though. Now, just look at yourself. I've seen him mounted on my timers, bring down the street with no shoes or, or even pants. But just look at yourself. Not a stitch on, Nathaniel Goodwood. Looked down himself, and sudden horrified realisation. Looked back up quickly, but it began everyone else. Then, of course, he had to stop. Well, the upshot of this was that the officer hauled him back to his rooms, get some clothes on before cutting him back down to the station house. And it was before they entered the apartment 
If I understood to get ten days' provision, or a token fine for forgetting all his clothes, I was caught being orderly and standing a lot. But then, confronted by a staggering array of unclad femininity, his Irishman flushed a deep red, bored and angry, amazed Irish promise for me, and then roared like a lion. Don't think the officer didn't check the evidence carefully. The proper degree of loathing, of course. Yet before showing Nathaniel could summarily down the street, called a paddy wagon, or the certainly things went much worse for the evil of seeing Nathaniel good ever good than they might have, had not this righteously outraged policeman done his duty as he saw it. Matter of fact, he threw the book at, at the old boy, not until a thorough investigation was made, not until several hundred outraged members of each very Moore's anti-democracy and my anti-vice committee in town had carefully checked and grasped of the collective evidence. Everywhere in the history of the city had there been such a hue and cry aroused by the punishment of offender. So Nathaniel Good, ever good, evil and seen as ever, got five years for possession of photography, indecent exposure and other charges. In the view words of the person Presiding Julius, the climax of spectacle trial, spectacle trial. So it's a sentence far too lenient of punishment for crime of such an enormity. And from this very day, the fields and files of the local conservatory, the venomous collection of Nathaniel Evergood, occupying 15, 14 huge, well worn cabinets, always on display in indignant and affronted eyes of the anti syncomitman who wishes to examine it. And taken in his evidence was Nathaniel's wonderful prismatic lenses and his marvellous glasses. Any time you by the station house, drop in the chief's office. The only open cabinet office at his desk. You can see the venerable objects. Now, although the lenses are partly scratched and worn, it's still the same old two inventions. That ingenious but not evil seen old man, Nathaniel Evergood. Number 5 049-5. Number five dash four eight four nine comma eight seven oh. Not that it makes much difference as you the case is known past and close. It might be interesting to point out the chief is often seen at beauty colleges and fashion shows wearing thick lens glasses, which means the optimistic entrepreneurist described as it, falling out of sight. I don't know if it's true or not. They say the chief is also the biggest customer in local camera shops. The same product called real life colour film. Now it doesn't make much difference now. Now if any good would disturbing his sentence out, even seen as ever, the case is long past and closed.